Hello, and welcome to Grow With Soul. I'm Kate Ferris, a coach, writer, hiker, and recovering high achiever, and this is a work in life podcast. Join me for discussions and musings about how our work can be a small and magical part of a bigger, more meaningful life. So come on in, get comfy, and let's begin. Hello, and welcome to Grow With Soul. I am writing this at my desk at home in the second week of April, and outside it is raining like it's October. By the time you are listening, however, it will be May, and I will be in Lisbon, hopefully walking along sun-dazzled streets in a floaty dress. Although I will be writing on the trip, it no longer occurs to me now to take my podcasting equipment away with me, even though that is something that I have definitely done before. So for the beginning of this new season of the podcast, I have put together in advance a three-part series of solo shows all about the evolution of my work. This summer will be six years since I started the Simple and Season blog and five since I began turning that blog into a business. I say it began turning because it is still a work in progress, still an unfolding, unravelling thing with no completion date. The way I would describe the last five years is doggy paddling through deep, broiling waves interspersed with a few brief periods standing on spits of land. Every time I heaved myself onto an island, I thought, this is it. This is where I'm going to live forever. (laughs) But always, always, I get back into the sea. But I'm getting ahead of myself. My intention with this series is to share the behind the scenes feelings and motivations and the actions that they inspired. Because I always think the hardest thing about this work is managing the emotions that come along with it. If you are a fairly recent listener to the podcast, hopefully the series will catch you up on the story so far. And if you've been here a long time, it may fill in some gaps for you. But more than anything, my hope is that wherever you are with your work, this series will get you thinking and rethinking about what it is all supposed to be like. So, let us begin. In the beginning, there was what I thought was light. I started a blog because I'd always wanted to have a blog, and aside from a few posts that no one read on a Tumblr when I was 19, I'd never properly gone for it. At the time, I was a marketing manager. My job was quite stressful and I was doing a lot of things that definitely weren't in my job description. And then I was coming home and blankly watching whatever was on TV all night before going to bed. I was in my mid-twenties at that point at which you just start to feel the shiver of mortality in your spine. No longer are you a young graduate spinning about the place trying to get started, you are in your life and mine wasn't much of a life at all. 
So I started a blog because I thought at the very least I would have to do things to write about and, you know, maybe I'd get some free stuff out of it. I quickly became consumed by blog growth. I read other bloggers' posts about growing blogs. I listened to podcasts about growth. I went to every Twitter chat about blogging I could find. After two months, I started an Instagram and the obsession with growth spread there too. Although even more so because it was quicker and it was easier to see progress there. Each day, there could be a new photo with more likes rather than a blog post that wasn't really getting much traffic. I remember that on summer evenings, I would take the dog up to Greenham Common, but I just wouldn't be there at all. I wouldn't see the trees or smell the gorse. I was completely wrapped up in thinking about the blog, imagining what I'd say in a podcast interview, thinking of ideas and what I could do to get more growth. Of course, when you are reading and researching about growth online, you are generally reading people who have online businesses. I grew up in an environment where the only people who were self-employed were like someone at school's dad who had an IT company or, you know, people who were a bit dodgy and did like a bit of building here and there. And, you know, also definitely all men. Everybody just had a job and that was the right and proper way to do things. It wasn't even the beginning of conceivable that there would be any other ways of existing. And then I find myself immersed in the words and lives of all these women who were using the internet to work for themselves and have success. And it wasn't just the household name influencers, but real people who were making a good living and having a good life. And I wanted a part of it. After a year, I had grown to a few thousand followers on Instagram and some of these people were also reading my blog. I was getting offers of free products in exchange for posts, which I was then getting annoyed that I wasn't being paid for, even though that was my initial intention anyway. Growth wasn't happening at the speed I would have liked, but it was happening and it felt fairly easy. Sure, I was posting every single day and spending my lunch breaks and basically all of my evenings commenting and engaging in all the hashtags I could find. But it wasn't that there was anything else I even wanted to be doing because all I wanted, I just only wanted growth. I thought that I might start to offer a few freelance marketing services, you know, some copywriting and some social media on the side of my job just to dip my toe and to see what happens because I was very sure that it would take a very long time to be able to build anything that would get anywhere near my 30k salary, even if it ever would. It felt like such a big risk when in a job you were given money for essentially turning up and I couldn't fathom how you just like made money by yourself. And yet, there was also something about the way 
someone else decided how much money I could earn and what my ceiling was, how no matter what I did, I was only taking home as much as they decided. There was something about that that felt wrong and that I wanted to decide for myself. So I posted on my blog that I was thinking of doing some freelancing and I hired Jen Carrington as my coach because I wanted to be serious about starting a business and I wanted someone to tell me what to do, which, spoiler alert, that's not how coaching works. And a few days later, my boss asked me to come and have a chat outside with him while he had a fag and this wasn't unusual. We were kind of like this little partnership and we're always going off for little chats to kind of talk about people or customers or ideas or anything else. And outside, he said, so obviously I read your blog. And I thought that was a strong use of the word obviously, because I had no idea how he would have even known about it. Yeah, I was hardly like Duella. (laughs) But he continued, I saw you said you were thinking of doing some freelancing, which is a big concern. I want people here who are committed and who are only doing this, not doing their own thing. So if you're going to be doing freelancing, you can't stay here. It's your choice. So I was due to go on holiday a few days later. So I said, I think about it on holiday. And I think he was actually a little taken aback that I even needed the time to think about it. But he said, okay. And on that holiday to North Wales, my then partner was offered a job in a local hotel and that decided it. I'd leave my job and we'd move to North Wales. And the irony is, if we hadn't had that chat, if my boss hadn't given me that ultimatum, I would never have considered leaving. As I worked my three-month notice, I shared about the move and began pivoting my content towards marketing. And then when I finally moved up, I put all my services live. And I say all because there really were a lot. (laughs) I had a page of freelance service options, which were like for one-offs and then also ongoing and there's copywriting and there's social media and there's email and like more or less every channel I could think of. And then also I had marketing coaching packages and I was getting no inquiries for months. Eventually I ditched the freelance options because what I enjoyed about marketing was the thinking and the strategizing rather than actually doing it. And I realized from my own experience of building my own business that when people had a business, they they wanted to do it all themselves. They didn't want to outsource, they wanted to do it, they just didn't know how. And so when I focused on the coaching, things began to take off. I now know why in those early days when I was setting up the blog, so many bloggers had how to grow your blog posts because that kind of content was magnetic for growth. I had so much to say about marketing. I was posting on Instagram every day with tips, I was writing twice weekly blog posts at one point, all about how to do various types of marketing. 
my numbers were just like racking up and up and I was getting attention and I was getting asked to talk on podcasts and then I was getting inquiries and the inquiries never stopped. I look at those first two years and see myself as an addict. The idea that there was no ceiling, that the only limit to what I could achieve was what I decided was intoxicating. I wanted to do everything. I didn't set a limit on the number of clients I would have at once. Just saying yes to everyone, fitting in more call times. I remember one April I did three workshops in different corners of the country while running my campfire content course for the first time and also working with clients. I didn't read or listen to anything that wasn't business related. I didn't talk to anyone about anything that wasn't business related. I didn't do anything that wasn't business related. I didn't think about anything that wasn't business related. I only went for walks with the dog And even on those, I was mulling over new ideas. We didn't have a holiday. I didn't read any books. I just planned and I strategized and I dreamed and just constantly seeking the thing that would explode my growth. There were on paper successes. In my first full year, I turned over 65K. I won Business Influencer of the Year at the Blogosphere Awards in 2018. My Instagram following had leapt to nearly 30k, but this was never enough. There was always more money I could be making, bigger accolades to be winning, more numbers, more achievement. I resented people who were publishing books or whose podcast topped the charts when mine was just like in the charts. The people who were being asked to speak at big events, the people who were getting like really cool brand deals. I had done so much in such a short space of time, but all I could see was every success I didn't have. So I had to keep working. The irony is, of course, that Simple and Season started as a way for me to do something more than just work, as a vehicle for me to have a little more life in my life. But by 2019, I had less life than I ever had. Didn't really have friends. The only people I really spoke to were clients. I frequently had back pain because I wasn't moving. I was only just sitting in my chair. I only ever bought things or chose things if I could take photos for them for Instagram, you know, if they went with my colours. Because I was only ever at home at my desk, I stopped wearing clothes that I liked and kind of just faded behind shapeless jumpers. I only went out to walk the dog or go to the supermarket. And increasingly, I felt all around me the pressure closing in. I've spoken about it before, the glass box. I felt like I was stuck living inside a glass box, one where the air was slowly being sucked out and where the silence was thudding in my ears where I could look out into the world but not touch or smell or participate in it because I was trapped in my work obsession. And this was burnout and something had to change. I didn't have a plan. This wasn't a neat pivot, but a collapsing on the ground. I stopped taking on new clients and I let the clients I had like run through their contracts and 
I ran the courses, but I was just trying to make it out to the other side into some light and space where I could actually think about what to do next. I couldn't think in the glass box, but it turned out I couldn't think outside of it either. I had shifted my obsession from business growth to having a life. (laughs) And always when we identify a change we want to make, we overcorrect. I was focusing so hard and so tightly on what I wanted, how I could be happy. And at this time, I didn't want to look at what that meant for my work because the work was what had burned me. The happiness could only exist outside of it. And I decided that if I wanted to be happy, I had to buy a house. I had to buy a house that was closer to galleries and cinemas and cafes. And I had to buy a house so that my hobby could be decorating that house and gardening. If I had a house, I had something to do that wasn't just work. So I'd saved a lot during my years of doing nothing but working. And I took on a few extra clients to get me to the threshold needed to kind of secure the dream house deposit. And then we moved in. At the start of 2020, I decided I wasn't going to take on any more clients. I was going to be a course-based business instead. I was going to ride the passive income money train. (laughs) Ever since the burnout episode, I had been, and still am, afraid of appointments. The sight of commitments in my Google Calendar brings the dread and the pressure up like bile. I didn't want to feel like that. And so I wasn't going to have any more appointments. And in fact, as I'm saying this, I remember like where I have this kind of vague memory that I had like this catchphrase, which was appointment free after 2019 (laughs) that I had for myself. Because I have the house and garden now, I thought that courses and passive income would mean I would be free to indulge all my time in this interior design hobby I was going to have. It meant that I had got there, the place where I could now be happy because I ticked all the life boxes. There was nothing else that could possibly go wrong and everything would now be fine forever. But as you probably know, this wasn't the happily ever after I had expected it to be. But more on that next time. You can find the show notes for this episode at simpleandseason.com forward slash podcast. And you can come and find me on Instagram at simpleandseason. If you have a friend who you think would really love this episode, then please do send them the link and share where you're listening online too. And until next time, I hope you grow a soul.